Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Morning, Bill. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, well, we're good. Um, Oh, no, it's Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill. Great, great Saturday Night Live skit. You know, I'm hearing Saturday Night Live is going to get better again, too. It won't get better. I didn't think so. They're so politically, like, motivated by everything that they yeah. do. They're, they're yeah. not funny anymore. They are they're, they have an agenda, and, and, yeah, it's just, I don't think they're going to get good. And we just keep watching The Office. Because <laughs> they didn't have an agenda. They just they just made fun of us and I'm everything. thinking Office is kind of like this generation's Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, when you say this generation, that's you and I. What's the next generation's office? That's the big question. Pokemon Go? Oh, gosh. Po- Pokemon? Fortnite? No, it can't be. Is it? Is it something Disney's putting out? Probably. Probably. Probably a Disney, because they own everything now. new world. We sang that the other day. I wonder if they're going to do the... Uh, they're going to do the Lion King. Did they do the Lion King? No, they are doing the Lion King, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, live action Lion King. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I saw a hilarious meme on that. Like, you realize that the live action Lion King, all the animals are still computer generated. And are I'm they like, really? Oh, yeah. You're not going to have a real lion. I don't know. You can't. Well, you know, when they did the MGM logo. Yeah. Like, they showed how, like, it was, it's kind of inhumane what they did, but they, like, braced down the animal. Like, they, 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 they clamped his legs together. I mean, obviously, it's a lion, but then they, like, they had all these, like, ropes and things holding him down. Right. That's why he was probably mad. Right. Rawr! Okay, so here, here's Rawr! a... Okay, so... Uh, That's the best line. Inter- is that a good line? I think that was a good no, line. No, that was a horrible line. But I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you. So have you ever seen the movie Strange Brew? No. Okay, it is this ob- obscure movie about Bob and Doug McKenzie, which were from uh, uh, a Canadian <gasps> is TV show. Is that the ones show. that go, eh? Take off, eh? Right. <laughs> and and they did an entire movie on this, which is still flooring me. And uh, they have the opening scene. Was that scene. Rick Moranis? Yes. I've seen the, the cover. Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. I have the DVD if you want to see Dave it. Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's? Uh, <laughs> maybe I don't think so. Okay, but anyways, so uh, the the whole point of this conversation is uh, the, their opening scenes is the line is like rah rah rah, and then they cut and you see this like piece of plywood and the lines behind it and Dave Thomas is back there trying to crank his tail to get him to roar, <laughs> and it's this hilarious scene that. Sorry for wasting thirty seconds of your day. Whoever. Oh no, it's been a good right two now. and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking of movies, I was watching, I watched them a long time ago, and it made me, the movie, I was reminded of the movie because my neighbors are from Puerto Rico, and they love flan, or flan, is it flan or flan? I don't know, I'm still arguing about pho, is it pho or pho, pho, see I say pho, but I don't know why we, anyways, or soup, <laughs> soup, what else would it soup or, be? Or like hard pudding, is kind of what, what flan is, okay, flan. hard pudding, I'm going to call hard it flan pudding. for the sake of argument, okay. But it's so good. Like, it's so good. Anyways, so this movie I saw a long time ago called Envy. And uh, and it's about a guy who's, who his buddy creates a a uh, product that makes poop disappear, like dog do. Like uh, like uh, poopery? No. Nope. No. Because that just makes the scent disappear. <laughs> have you ever used poopery? Yeah, we have it at the house. Do you really? Does it's, it work? It's poo-mazing. <laughs> Is it really? I have never used it, and I probably should. You 
you probably should. <laughs> All right. So to be it, honest, you probably so should. So if anyone's looking for a donation to Bless Known Legacy, um, just send it to uh, Poopery to uh, knownlegacy.org, and uh, we'll get you the address. I don't think you can mail it, but I mean, you can't mail it to .org. We are looking for sponsors, and so maybe Poopery can sponsor. Maybe can sponsor us. <laughs> that wouldn't stink. <laughs> Ah, that was horrible. That was terrible. All right, let's get to the conversation. Anyways, welcome to the show, guys. We're so glad you're here. This thanks for hanging on these last four minutes to us. Uh, we don't know if you're still here or not, but if you are, we're grateful to have you here. We will have a serious conversation. So yes, we will. The, so the, the movie Envy. Yeah. So so anyway, so so the, the it makes me think of it because uh, you know during the whole movie it's just based on his buddy gets gets famous and wealthy and all this kind of stuff and he just gets more and more envious eventually. The, the whole system shuts down for this poo gone thing and and they end up becoming friends again but um, I it made me think about it because I keep I you know I heard this story this week about a pastor in the area who who stepped down and I don't know why but it burdened my heart to then start to look from a different perspective with everybody because I've got this uh, you know we've got this pastor who is doing life-changing stuff right and he's worn out and he's he's burned out and if I'll be frank, there were there were points in my life that I envied his position. Yeah, his success. It was his, like, man, that was so great. Right. And and he didn't have sin. He didn't. He didn't. Nothing like that happened. I think he. I, from he didn't what have I, a moral failing. He no, was sinful. I mean, we're all yeah, sinful. yeah, yeah. But, but no, he didn't like have a moral he didn't, It wasn't like because he was stealing money or right. having an affair. But but it made me then stop, and I was like, God, what am I pressing towards? Why mm. you know? Because because then then it made me think of social media. In all those times that you would scroll, you know, when you're in the bathroom and, uh, you know, and, and you're kind of looking through and you're like, everyone's perfect life. And, yes. and we had that, we had that, that talk this week, me and my wife, about the idea that we had taken one really cool picture. And at that, within about three seconds after that, the kids were fighting again. Like, right. But it was like this sweet moment and everything's good. And all of a sudden it's like, blah, and you, oh, you just elbowed me. In the, well, your finger just hit, hit my eye. And <laughs> like, because of the picture, you know, like, oh, hang on. Oh, and then it poked him in the eye. It's like, just smile so I can take the picture. Right. You know, and I can show everybody how amazing our life is, you know, <laughs> whatever we do that for. But I kept scrolling through other people's stuff. And I was like, and I found myself getting again envious and frustrated at the situation. And I was like, I don't think. I'm alone in that. No, absolutely not. And I think um, someone once said a long time ago that uh, social media is nothing more than a highlight reel. And uh, we would no more judge uh, the the true production of an athlete because of the highlight reel. Um, but we seem to do that. And, yeah. you know, spring break is always brutal for me because we have friends that are extremely successful at their jobs. And they get to go on these beautiful, extravagant, like, oh, oh no. we're going to Bar 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 Barra or... Bora Bora. There you go. Whatever. I can't even say it right. That's how redneck I am. <laughs> bear Bear. And I'm like, we're going to Walmart. <laughs> They're like, to yeah, Walmart, Walmart. We're going to Disney World again. And we're exactly. Like, oh, we got. We we're watching Incredibles on our TV again. You know. Exactly. So envy can exactly. Creep in in crazy ways. And so my wife and I were looking for a house. We're moving to Argyle. Yeah. We're planning a church, and we're really trying to figure out the neighborhoods that God's calling us to be a part of. And we feel like we fit in this. Like God's calling us to this neighborhood, and. Um, the the challenge is, uh, it's a really nice neighborhood, right? Yeah. And you you drive around and you look at these houses, and it is hard to not visit some of these houses and become very envious of these people's lives that you know absolutely nothing about. Yeah. But you see, like, oh my gosh, this would be great, and then you begin to compromise. That's the challenge with envy. You begin yeah. to compromise, and so we're like, okay, this is our budget. 
but that's a really nice kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so maybe we maybe we could move our budget up just a little bit so we could get a really nice kitchen. Yeah, but it doesn't have this. Oh, do we really, you know, and so you start to compromise and then you start to find yourself in a pickle and so you fall in love with a house that you yeah. know cognitively you know you can't afford this house you know it yeah but you've talked yourself into it you get home you crunch the numbers and the numbers are way off and then you say okay well well maybe we don't need to eat three meals a day (laughs) maybe maybe two i mean you know we can bike to work we all got glandular issues in our family so maybe two would do fine you know glandular issues (laughs) maybe maybe two would be fine maybe maybe we don't really need you know two cars because we both have jobs, so maybe maybe I just be the carpool guy, and uh, take everyone where they need to go, and and not you know, and, and so you begin to compromise, and as soon as you start to compromise because you're envious of what someone else has, you can find yourself in a really really dark place. Depression can be found yeah. there, um, but I also think um, you know, uh, man, uh, adultery mm-hmm. can be found there. Yeah. Um, when uh, you're not tending to the relationship back at home, and you become envious of uh, uh, a flirtatious relationship at the office or at the coffee shop yeah. or wherever, and you begin to invest in that thing because you're compromising on things you never thought you'd compromise on, but you're like, oh, that seems so much better than what I currently have, uh, and you can just find yourself in some really, really dark places. Yeah, it, for me, the progression is envy leads to discon- like to discouragement. Discouragement leads to discontentment, which then uh, kind of I've cast this frustration on God, which then I become I, I have a lack of thankfulness in my life. Yeah. Where, where bitterness. I, I'm not, yeah. Bitterness. Bitterness like, of like I should be I should have these things. I should be in this place. Why? Why do they get everything and I don't get that? Why do they have the nice car and I don't have that? Yeah. And it can be bitter, man. Yeah. And the cycle just continues. So I so I get discouraged. I get discontent. And then I find myself striving to kind of one up people or 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 do 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 something to show everyone else that things are good, but they're really not not right. good in my heart. Things are good, but they're not good in my heart right now. And so it causes me to just uh, to kind of redefine success at that moment, where where success then is if things look good, then things are good. Oh, so 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 the whatever the clean kitchen or the you know the new whatever or the sparkling pool or the whatever it is you know whatever yes, the, the sparkling pool the sparkling <laughs> pool you know you know you see these people and they're like and and so so these pictures come up and and you find yourself frustrated and I guess we want to address the cycle of man we all get there we all get there but so many times we don't address it we just close out Facebook and we stay discouraged we close out in social media and we move on with our day so let me ask you this question what's the difference between envy and jealousy Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. We should have processed this before we actually went live on the microphone. So yes, but that's this okay. Is, this is Bill on the hot seat. Question for you now. Jealousy, envy. What's the difference? I think envy, Go. this is just me, but I think envy is a personal thing between me and myself, and I desire to have something else. Jealousy is a direct look at someone else and going, I, I want what you have, which obviously is sinful. It's like, I want what you have. And maybe maybe they're very, very similar. Um, but, but I keep looking at this idea of envy is it's a state of being. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Like, like envy is a state of being whereas jealousy is an, is an action of, I want that thing. So maybe jealousy is the tool that produces the attitude and the posture of envy. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. That, that's you, hashtag Travis Harchin, copyrighted Travis. 2019 at the, whatever day today is. So I look at the value of, of what these people are posting and I have to, generally shut myself down. And so we want to give some tools today to help you guys move through that. 
to whereas you're not spending this time frustrated trying to to redefine success by those one second snapshots. So so what are some tools maybe that we could use to to help change the paradigm in us if we're stuck in this this point of scrolling through Facebook? You know, I I, I just read another article about again social media's impact on teenagers, but then also on adults and how much it affects the family dynamic because then what happens is these people spend, spend more time on Facebook trying to prove that things are good. You know, it's, it's a whole thing of like, uh, uh, you know, you're trying to, to, to buy things with money you don't have to impress people that you don't like. Right. And it's the same thing on social media. Spending my time trying to invest in, in a posture of my life that may not be realistic, that I'm trying to impress people that are going to just scroll by or just to get their single like on my social media. I don't know. This turned into a social media talk, I guess, but that's well, where a lot I, of it I, spurns from right, right now. And, and I think that that's, that's the most readily available uh, tool for us and our wives um, that they struggle with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think you're, you're hitting the, the, the way that it manifests itself most readily, but it can manifest itself in our job, our careers, our cars. It can, you know, the teams that our kids play on. Um, I mean, most of the, anger and issues that um parents have in the stands um have to do with envy because the other team is probably better and so immediately you assume that they're recruiting players and they're playing players and that there's no way that kid is in fifth grade he obviously is in high school because what high schooler doesn't want to play for fifth grade team and just blow you know yeah and so you become uh, accusatory you no longer assume the best and i think at the worst places depression can set in and yeah and and so I think the first thing that you want to do is uh, just stop, um, just mm-hmm. just stop. And maybe that's taking a break from social media. Yeah. Maybe that's taking a break from those kind of things. And I think you begin to identify. Okay, instead of focusing on what I don't have, yeah. Why don't I need to? Why don't I turn my gaze, my shift, my focus to? Okay, what do I do have? Because yeah. chances are, as much as you are envious of someone else, um, there's others that are envious of you. Yeah. Like they would love what you have. They would yeah. love the family that you have, or they would love the career that you have, or they would love whatever. And um, so maybe just pausing and saying, okay, I'm not going to look at them. I'm not going to have the lens towards them. I'm going to look at myself. And so I'm going to have a posture of just becoming thankful for what I currently have. Yeah. You know, the scriptures actually speak into that. Uh, in, in Philippians 4, uh, I'll even read, Verse four down, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. The Philippians struggled with worry was, in fact, their their big thing. They struggled with worry, and they right. kept taking the concerns, and they put it on themselves and trying to fix the problem. Maybe that's another part of this, too, is that we try to, we're, we're trying to immediately find answers to this to this problem. The simple solution. Yes. And so I love in, in, in Philippians four, it says in verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So first thing, don't be anxious. Right. Don't, don't be stressful. But that's a lot easier to say than it is to just do. Like, okay, now we need to go do it. Right. But you're right. There's certain ways that we can not be anxious is by maybe remembering that there's two different worlds that are going on here. We have this invisible world that, G, that, that God talks about that we're warring against angels and demons and battles that we don't see and and all the while the enemy is just whispering into us you're not good enough you'll never get that you know especially when it's you and yourself and your and your cell phone and you're going 
man, I'll never be where that person is. Right. Or you see a picture that you want to rejoice in them, but then you find that you're not because you want what they have. And right. it's like, I'm not in a good spot if that's the case. If I find myself that I'm, you know, even for you as you're, as you're going through social media, as you're looking at stuff, you're going, man, if you want everything that's out there, if you're frustrated more than you are rejoicing with your friends, you're probably envious. Right. You're, you're in the wrong state of mind. I'm in the wrong state of mind. So it's for us to stop and not be, because we're anxious. We're believing that where we are is not good enough. Right. And I'm not saying just the idea of don't strive to do better. I'm talking about being content in whatever situation that we're in. And so stopping and going, wait a minute, am I really content in this? This is that idea of contentment. As I look at things, am I going, okay, I don't have that. That's okay. That's not my journey. That's not where I'm at. And maybe I don't have the most peace with that, but God, I want to give this to you because my struggle right now is the fact that I'm anxious. Right. I'm anxious right. in you. And I think a, another tool, uh, and I love that that verse, rejoice always. Uh, again, I say rejoice. And and I think another tool is, um, do you have some brothers that you're honest with? Yeah. You know, because there's there's nothing like having some brothers that will call you out. Yeah. And, and remind you of two things. One, you got a lot better than you think you do. Yeah. And two, um, you know... Uh, <laughs> you know, just that honest conversation where they know the junk. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they still love you and still hang out with you. And that's OK. Yeah. And so I think, you know, not only developing that posture of thanks, thankfulness and there's some simple tools we'll talk about at the end to, to help make yeah, yeah, that yeah. happen. Yeah. But I think making sure that, again, you're v- investing in that brotherhood of guys that can remind you in the midst of it. And this is what you're talking about. Those three filters. Yeah. Is God's word true. Correct. Right. And if he's true and he loves you and he's going to care for you, then guess what? Why are you stressing about today? Yeah. You know, and I love the fact that this is not unknown to God. What was one of the temptations that Satan brought to Jesus himself yeah. when he fasted for 40 days in the desert and he had every reason to give up and, and just go. And he says, hey, you see everyone here? I'll make them worship you and be yeah. envious of you because you'll have it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Satan goes, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, and so Jesus, I think, yeah. you know, um, getting that brotherhood and being reminded of like the, the struggle is real. And so don't pretend like it's not. Invest in it and re- learn to rely on Jesus and what his word says. Yeah. And so uh, it says that as we, um, it was we're not anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, like we talked about even last week, seeking the Father. Okay, here's where I'm at. I'm envious. I hate the fact that I don't have this stuff. Being honest with him. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So envy is a lack of peace right, in our current situation. And so as he continues to talk, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Having a thankful spirit, seeking the Father and going, God, I don't, I don't have this. I need to have a thankful spirit. But we can't just go, God, can you give me a thankful spirit? We have to act and begin to walk in that thankful spirit. Well, and isn't it a, a posture um, of needs versus wants? So uh, to be completely transparent, um, I'm kind of ticked at God. Okay. Because, um, I mean, not. It's it's a first world being ticked at God. I understand. Absolutely. Because there's a bunch of things I, I, I want in a house mm-hmm. that I can't afford. Mm-hmm. Um, and God keeps reminding me, he goes, everything you need in a house, I've already given to you. Yeah. 
you know, and so why don't you focus on what you actually need in a house and how you're going to use that house for mission and ministry, yeah. you know, as a mission outpost in that community. And, and don't worry about what you want in that house. And I think that's mm. a real challenge for us as guys is we fall in love with the wants. Yeah. And the wants are often dictated and influenced by what others have instead of saying, OK, God, you're the one that provides. You, you've made the field beautiful. You provide food for the birds. They don't toil and yet they eat and you care for them. You've given me everything I need. Mm-hmm. Let me be content in what I have yeah. and not fall in love with what I want. Uh, because I need a car. I have a car that works. I want a really nice Toyota Tundra decked out and, you know, lift kit and everything else. Uh, Tacoma. Actually, I don't going to say Toyota Tercel. Tercel. No. I really no, want And again, looking for a sponsor. So Toyota, if you're looking for a sponsor, <laughs> we would love to uh, drive around a Toyota truck on your behalf and, and let everyone know. <laughs> or we take a Tercel. <laughs> you know what? We will. <laughs> I need, yeah. So, but it's that tension between needs and wants. And so maybe that's another step is um, find some time today, maybe lunch, maybe go for a walk. Um, Be surrounded by the simple things of culture and saying, okay, am I falling in love with my wants or am I rejoicing in in the fact that God has met my needs? Yeah. Uh, And and how do I shift from being obsessed with what I want and becoming content with the needs being taken care of by God? And that's what Paul was. Paul was sitting there. And he, he has this amazing verse where he goes, I have learned to be content in all situations. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Paul slept well at night. He didn't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning freaking out and stressed out about what he wanted. He was able to sleep well at night. And he says, I've learned what it is to have and what it is to be in want. And through all of it, God has provided. Yeah. And so I've just learned to be content in all situations. And I think that the battle with envy... You know that 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 God has rescued you from that battle when you have a, a spirit of peace, like it says in the scripture, and just this attitude of contentment of like, man, God has provided for all my needs. Yeah, Hallelujah. Maybe I don't get to go to the Ruth Chris Steakhouse, but you know what? Um, I can go to Whataburger from time to time, and that is more than what I need. The Whataburger Steakhouse. Mm. It seems that our envy can also spawn from a false view of who God is. Correct. Because when we see these pictures or when we see things that we want, our immediate response is, God God doesn't hear me or God doesn't want to give that to me. God obviously loves them more or he cares about them more, so therefore he's blessing them like that. Um, it also comes from a false view of who we are. So I would challenge even, even on your phone or making a list of, as you read the scriptures, to write down who God is, just what God is, and then start writing down the things that you learn about who God really is, how for us he is, how how much he rejoices in who we are, how much that, you know, scripture says that, you know, if we seek God and we and we ask him for a bread, is he going to give us a stone? Or if, he, you know, we ask for, you know, a fish, is he going to give us a snake? That's not the God that we right. serve. Now, that doesn't mean we get everything we want, but what it means is God, God knows everything from, from beginning to end. He knows what's our what, what's for our best. Right. So that there's things that that if I want, like for example, when I was in, when I was in high school, I was so crushing on this one girl. Was it a little ditty about Jack and Diane? No, no, I wasn't. Two too. American kids. I was not going best they can. Is it fast they can? I've never been a John Cougar Mellon, John Mellon, John Cougar camp, whatever guy. <laughs> so anyways, John Watermelon guy. John John Cougar Mellon camp. And so anyways, but <laughs> there was this girl that I was crushing on like crazy and man, I was, I was like 
so head over heels for her. Right. And I, and I really, even in school, I was like, God, I want to date her. You know, I wasn't really walking with the Lord, but it's amazing how your prayer life changes when you want something with God, even when you're, you're yeah. not walking with him. And, and it, that he never let it, let it happen. And I am so thankful because even now I see the journey of where she is and yeah. where, and where my family is and how blessed I am because, because I look at my wife and every day I'm like, wow, yeah. I don't deserve her. In fact, I heard a really good quote this week that said that success in marriage is believing that you got that, that, that I'm sorry, is each spouse believing that they got the better end of the deal. That's huge. And so, so, but we, we, we forget those successes in life as we're envious of other people's things and we're getting right. scrolling through Facebook or we, we pull up next to someone and our car is rattling and there's just like, vroom, <laughs> vroom, you know, it's like, it's beautiful. And they just take off and you're like, you know, like it barely makes it. And I forget to have that thankful spirit because I forget that I have a God who said, Bill, I've got your best in right. mind. And he's, and he looks at me and goes, and you forgot what I think of you. And so, so for us to take account this week of what am I thankful for? Right. Like walking back in my house with a fresh view tonight and opening the door and being, and start looking around and counting the blessings, counting the things you're thankful for in your life. And the list truly is endless. You know, even the fact that not every toilet is overflowing, it can be a blessing. The fact we have running waters and toilets, oh, let's not kid ourselves. Correct. You know, most of the world has to go outside to, yeah. do, to do that. So um, a really practical thing, two things. One is when you were talking about that story about really crushing on the girl, reminded me of a, a great quote from uh, St. George uh, uh, Garth Brooks. Excuse me. Um, sometimes, yeah. Uh, thank God for unanswered prayers. And uh, I think that's a, a fantastic quote that that fits that very well. In fact, yeah. he should write a song about that. He probably. should. We should probably get royalties for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, uh, so this is going to sound extremely silly and stupid, but I promise you, it's not the first time we've sounded extremely silly and stupid <laughs> in this podcast, let alone. No, but, but I've found this extremely helpful for myself in my own life. So when envy had, had captured me and I kind of spiraled into some depression and just bitterness, like I was just, pissed that I was in the state that I was in and and that I didn't have these things and we were barely making ends meet and I was just mad and uh and it's one of those times where I gave a, son, a sermon on Sunday and I gave a uh, an action item on Sunday and then I said you know what I should probably do that you know like I, I'm the guy talking about it. I should probably do yeah, it yeah yeah and it was simply this every morning get a, a stack of post-it notes write one thing you're thankful for take that post-it note put it on your ba- uh, bathroom mirror yep and then every day you need to do that until you run out of post-it notes and then get another pack until you run out of mirror space. And what happened over those two or three weeks that I did that faithfully is my mirror got filled with all of these things that I was thankful for. And I can't repeat them. You, you, you can't repeat one that you did before. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, every morning I would wake up and I'd be surrounded by, as I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, all of these things that I'm extremely thankful for. And it just changes your posture and your attitude. And I'm like, man, I, why am I bitter when I live in Allen, Texas, yeah, like, like people are dying to move here to live in Allen, Texas. Why, why would I ever be envious of anyone else? Because he's mm-hmm. given me so. I have, you know, toilets. I have kids that are happy and talk to me, and I enjoy hanging out with. I have a wife that actually looks at me, you know, and and from time to time she's like, "Hey, baby," and I'm like, "Hey, baby," and we go ta- and it, dancing. You exactly, know? exactly. Um, and and so, uh, it sounds stupid. But imagine what would happen if when your wife wakes up in the morning, she starts to see on the mirror in the bedroom um, all of the things that you're thankful for. Yeah. And, and how would that change her posture 
um, as well of saying, man, God has absolutely blessed us. I love it. And the, the concept of, of stopping and you verbally and, and, and audible, well, I guess verbally and audibly are the same thing, but anyways, audibly <laughs> telling yourself, I am thankful for this. And then, then making the attempt with those, those human beings that live with you, right. To realize how thankful you are for them. Yeah. You know, I've been following a story uh, of someone that I knew from, well, that I, that, that's friends of mine from, from New York who, he was a firefighter and he had sepsis, I think he had sepsis and he lost most of his feet. He lost an arm. Most of he his almost, feet? Yeah. Like, like he has, he has like, he, he lost his toes. He lost gotcha. like, so he lost parts of his, okay. parts of his feet. And so, uh, and, and the spirit of thankfulness that he is still here that he is able to be a dad still, that we, we, we could certainly look at the, the glass half empty and go, he doesn't have all of his toes, he's missing a hand, he'll, he'll never be able to, he'll never be, able to, to be a him. firefighter again. When he, he's rejoicing in the fact that, no, 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 all, all that I need, I have. Yes, and then yeah, some. And, and I know that he's not, it's not sunshine and roses, but, but he gets to look at his wife still. Yeah. He gets to, to lay in his bed and his kids get to, to sit next to him and love on him. And they get to, he still gets to watch them graduate high school. He still gets to watch them walk down the aisle. The things that we, that we forget about as we're scrolling through and going, man, I wish I had that. And I right. wish I had that. And if I had just waited on this, I could have had that. And if I had just taken it. And so for us to stop and create a thankful spirit inside of us to go, I'm going to walk home today. And I'm going to be thankful for all the things that I have right. and start making a list and start, start realizing how blessed we really are. And then allow that to pour into your family. Right. In fact, invite them into the conversation because they're probably struggling the same way you are. And a simple way to make that happen is next time you have a meal together, dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever, just go around the table and just say, everyone needs to share one thing you're thankful for. No repeats. And then every meal you do that, yeah. and I promise you, the attitude and the posture of your family will turn from bitterness and envy to just like, wow, God yeah. has absolutely provided for us. So love you guys. Love well, the mission and ministry you're on. Bill has one more thing he wants to share. And because of the God that we serve, and because of how he sees us, and because of the things we can be thankful, we already are successful. So we need to start living in that, in that success. I love it. Hey, uh, God bless you guys. Have a good one. Have and, a good week. Uh, you know, have a good week. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info@knownlegacy.org. At